This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 257, brought to you by the Mid-OhioCon, in-stock trades, and iFanboy listeners just like you. Red dress, red nails, your fault's right dog, cause I'm with hell, and the longing that won't expire but we're both Hey, welcome 
Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 257. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Howdy. Howdy to you as well. Uh, and sitting in for the absent without leave, Connor Kilpatrick, uh, where we welcome Evie Nagy. How you doing? Hey. Evie of Awesome by Thanks, Comics. Guys. Uh, one of our favorite podcasts, Awesome by Comics. So uh, a very good podcast you should listen to, right? I'm plugging, yeah. I'm plugging your shit here. <laughs> so. Yeah, sure, you could do that. <laughs> I don't think awesome is a verb. <laughs> Awesomed. Anyway. That would make it a past participle. It is now It is now a verb. So we are from the website. Well, at least Josh and I are from the website iFanboy.com. I'm sure Evie enjoys the website iFanboy.com. I do. I, I so. do enjoy it. Good. Not so much. Uh, but it's a website all about comic books and comics. And every week we read a stack of comics that came out. And one of us uh, narrows it down to the one book that he feels he, feels he or she. Actually, he... We've never it's had a female do a pick of the week. Wow, yep. we are a sexist comic book website, and um, all white too. <laughs> let's stop. Anyway, so um, and one of us picks what we feel as it was the pick of the week, the be- or the book that we enjoyed the most that week. Not you know the best. It's it's open to interpretation, but the book that we enjoyed the, the most is the it, pick of the just, week. It's the pick. It's yes. the pick. I don't know. It's like the first time I've ever Why? done this. <laughs> Well, it's, it's episode two fifty seven, and you're you're equivocating like like uh, like, you're like what is it? What does it all mean, you guys? Like the whole liberal Anita, arts student. The whole Anita Hill thing got me all mixed up. Anyway, so before we get to the show, a quick reminder and warning: this is re- this is a review show. We're going to talk about what happened in the books. We're going to reveal events of the books. So you haven't read them yet. You might want to press pause and come back and listen later, or be warned that we might spoil your books. The dreaded spoilers. So just be careful. Um, and before we get started. Quick announcement: uh, Stay tuned to the end of the show. In the in the last ten minutes or so, we got a ton of giveaways and exciting Halloween-related announcements and things like that. So keep listening to the show, or skip ahead to about fifty-one minutes, and then you hear all that stuff. So I'm wearing my costume right now. <laughs> we, I, know, I can't believe she did it, Josh. Wow. <laughs> so we have a webcam on. <laughs> anyway, so this week Josh had the pick, and uh, Josh, uh, I want to give you a high five. All right, yeah. so you're with me. I'm, I'm totally with you. Nice. Yeah. You know, there are weeks where it, it all comes together, and the book that comes out that you wanted to be able to give the pick of the week to is worthy of it, and you have the pick at the same time. And then you come on the show, and Ron's like, yes. High five. Uh, Hulk number 26. This, uh, by- and this might be just before you get because we did speak to Connor before he went AWOL, and he agrees as well. So yeah, it's oh, a rare I fanboy it. trifecta. So take, nice. take that, Gabe Hardman. Uh, I, uh, I I actually enjoyed this very much with the caveat that I haven't been reading it, but I just read it anyway. Wow. Okay. Well, we should probably let Josh talk about his review. I'm sorry. I keep it. Yes. Throw, throw Go it. ahead. All right. Already off the rails. <laughs> uh, now, don't let the cover fool you because Ed McGinnis is no longer on this book. Yep. That's a problem, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, it is. Because um, the, the bill of sale on the cover to the actual book. Two different looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, it's it's true. Um, this is the second issue of the run by Jeff Parker and Gabe Hardman, and and I, I feel like I also want to me- mention Elizabeth Breitweiser because the colors really are a vital component of the way that this book came together. Um, and what we have here is, it's, it's 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 good superhero comic books, and it's it's everything that it's funny because I I have been known in the past to scoff. Uh, at people who are like, I just want to see stuff punching, but there was lots of punching in this, but it was good punching. Uh, it, <laughs> good was, it was high quality. It was high it quality. Was, it was Thor versus Hulk, and they just were beating on each other because they were mad. Uh, there's a big Galactus fake projection thing. The Watcher shows up at the end, uh, but there's like four or five pages of of Thor and Hulk just beating on each other. And 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 my favorite panel of of a long time. 
is Steve Rogers yelling like he's all he's frustrated. He's like, oh, that impulse. Oh, stupid Thor. Why are you? <laughs> and then behind him, Bruce Banner has his arms crossed in the biggest yeah. shit grin ever. And he's just like, that was awesome. <laughs> I literally laughed out loud when I was reading. I was like, that was fantastic. That page is available for $200. I thought about it. Stop talking to people about that. <laughs> well, that was a great page, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, fantastic. And not uh, then under that is Thor and Hulk fighting, which is no small thing. Um, well, this—if you look at this issue, just—I mean, so this is the second issue in Jeff Parker and Gabe Hardman taking over the book from Loeb and McGinnis, and this issue had it picks up the cliffhanger from last issue and finishes the Hulk and Iron Man team up. Mm-hmm. Then you get the then you get the Hulk Thor fighting. And then you get the Hulk and Thor go off into space. What more do you want out of twenty-two pages of a comic book? It's it's well, you get a backup story too. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, all the backup that. story was great, and and um, with the Watcher showing up at the end, I will say the one thing I liked about uh, when Jeff Loeb was writing this was my panel of the year. I think two years ago was uh, mm-hmm. Red Hulk punching the Watcher in yeah, the face. I, so, I still hated that. So this is kind of this is kind of. Um, you know, I've got high expectations it's, now. For, it's for, funny for, to have Ron describe that to me when he did because I wasn't reading it. I was like, that does sound dumb. But now, like, having read it and I looked at it. Have you seen like, it? Yeah, no, I have. It's such a thumb in the face of, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Well, and I mean, and then and then after that, I decided that I couldn't read the, the series anymore, which is why I'm so behind. Yeah. Uh, well, you missed but, out. Well, but that, and, and was, that, that was a high point. That brings up uh, sort of one of the, the actual strength. I mean, the, all those things we talked about are, are well and good, and it's fun. But the actual strength of this is that it is it is picking up from Jeff Loeb stuff. I do, I don't think you need need to know too much about it because I think it's interesting enough on its own. But what it's doing is it's taking a lot of the seeds that that Jeff Loeb planted, and it. it's making basically Red Hulk has to deal with everything that he did before, and his his point of view has changed, and so he's got this sort of good soldier contrition going on the whole time. And and like he's constantly like, oh, I'm this being full of rage, but oh, I'm also in the military and I have to listen to what Captain Steve tells me to do. Yep. And it's this great dichotomy and like so so all of the bridges that he burned, now he has to mend. And it's this swallow your pride hubris thing that, that's going on that is incredibly interesting to read. Um, uh, the, the, the Red Hulk character to me is all the draw of it always been that he's kind of interesting. And the thing is I started reading Red Hulk much later after I already knew who it was. And so you've always got that in mind, and now that you know it's it's General Ross. Um, <laughs> no, wasn't like, that what adds, I mean? It, wasn't that what it was suspected from like the first issue? And then they're like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Because all the so LMDs—it's it's a whole big thing. You got to read it. Yeah, no, it was. A, I mean, probably about two thirds of the way, it was fairly clear that it was, it was apparent that it was General Ross. But even that—I mean, that, we're now we're getting back in the whole Red Hulk thing. I know everybody thinks that we're like obsessed with Red Hulk because we are. But um, yeah, but it, I think I think it's because in the first few issues that was who I thought it was, and then oh, I wow. stopped. Reading. Yeah, you're clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think I was just it was kind of process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. I, I, I don't even know. But uh, the, the, but the thing is, is that Josh, I think you totally nailed it in that. Yes, it picks up off a of Loba McGinnis's, but like this is why. I mean, I said I, I picked this in the in the in our light week uh, column on iFanboy.com, saying you know people are always asking us for jumping on points. When can I read now? Buy Hulk now. doesn't matter. Just buy his uh, Yeah, I read six. this, and I had no problem with it at all. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, I probably would be even better if I went back and read the one before this. Right, but but even uh, then, just buy it. It doesn't matter. I mean, you, you kind of – it makes sense. Basically, uh, Red Hulk is trying to redeem himself. You can tell this right away. He's got some, some grudges against him. People don't trust him. People don't like him. Yep. End of story. Then they fling him into space where he punches um, an asteroid into pieces, and then the Watcher shows up. I mean, it's wonderful. Yep. And then, and then, really, I mean, to be completely honest, 
what really sold me on this at the end of the day was, was Gabe Hardman, and I I am developing yeah, really a amazing. major art crush. I mean, yeah, like yeah. like this art. I, and, and I looked back at some of the Atlas stuff that he'd been doing before. Uh, this is stronger yeah. than that was uh, because of maybe the combination of of sort of the writing and the and the color and just all of the bits that make it come together. Like it's just it's better. It's a, it's a, an evolution of an artist, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, agreed. And and the thing is, is that and also like I don't I mean Gabe Harbin definitely for uh, for me too is the I've heard the raving about it. We didn't read Atlas, and if you watch the New York Comic Con show, he pointed that out to us. Wow, see, I I totally read Atlas. Yeah. and so so the, there's the look is the look consistent with what he was doing in Atlas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we yeah, missed totally. out. I mean, we're and late. To, we're late to the game then. So that's yeah, fair. and 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 in that it was great because there's all this you know especially with like Venus and you know if mm-hmm. you can imagine the the scenes of like of of her and and Namor. I mean, it works really well like with with the characters that are in Atlas too. So. Yeah, and then, but and then also he's he's a he's a storyboard artist. He's a feature film storyboard artist. He he I mean, he, did, he did Inception. He's not he's he's no small. He's no small. He's a slouch. Right, and so his storytelling is impeccable. It's yeah. one of those things you when you when because that movie of, made uh, lots of sense. Well, regardless, I, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the, listen, I it had made to make a lot more sense right? than it than it might have otherwise. It's um, true. But the storytelling in this is fantastic, and once you start noticing things like that in comics, like it's good. Like this yeah. is the kind of thing that I think artists are going to look at and go, oh, "You see what he's doing here? Like yeah. this is good." And, and but, now the thing is, is though that I, what I really don't, I don't want, um, I, I don't want him to totally overshadow because Jeff Parker did write it, and I, yes. and and we we've talked a lot about Jeff Parker, and we liked X Men First Class, but we didn't like this, we didn't like some of the other things he does and stuff like that. The, I mean, this is truly a, a they are a team. I see this as a team, and both you know both halves are bringing us this comic. I think that oh, I Jeff- love. I love everything he does, yeah. and that was one of the reasons I was like, okay, I need to start reading Hulk again. Yeah, I mean, you do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like I said, when the last issue came out, I was not. I was like, oh, that's that doesn't seem right, and I was like, I wasn't going to buy it, and I literally picked it up in the store, and I was like, oh, I must buy this. Yep. And and that is is a Hulk. I don't like the Hulk. I mean, like I've never liked the Hulk, and so this is something. It's not the Green Hulk. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't like. You just the don't like of, Banner. Maybe I don't. I don't yeah. like the mindless raging Hulk. That's never been a thing of mine. Yeah. Uh, so this is a little well, different. And as, as Red Hulk says, he's not the stupid Hulk. Yeah. Well, that has something to do with it. I always found Joe Fixit a lot more interesting than like the other stuff. Yeah. But he had a dapper outfit, so who can say? <laughs> who can uh, say indeed? <laughs> and, and, and you know, like Steve Rogers is a huge part of this, and and he's really it's really interesting his part in this. It's almost a little. It's actually a little bit of an ensemble book going on. It's a little team book yeah. in a way. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um. And then, and then, in a completely, completely different tone, and I didn't write about this in my in my review, but there's this backup story with with Rick Jones as a bomb. Oh my god, I love that. It's very silly. Yeah, uh, I, I love that. This is why I love Jeff Parker is this shit. He like, can be silly. That's what. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's he, really good at it. He, you can tell he has fun. You know, he has fun with what he's doing, yeah. and that's always a cool. You know, like that. That's you. The more the more fun in comics. I think comics should be fun. You know, and and Parker has a very I don't say whimsical because that I feel is a different connotation, but he has a lot of fun writing it, and and to bring, you know, to bring that level of fun with the A bomb story, I think is 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 fitting, is correct. Yeah. So. Uh, and and it, it you know the only other thing I notice is that there's 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 310 polls for this on the site, which is yeah that's, wrong. That's abysmal. Yeah. Come on, people, get on this. Step um, up. But, I mean, but we're telling you right now, like. This is a great. This is a great thing. I haven't heard anybody. T- I haven't heard one person who read it say it was okay. 
Really, I mean, like it, it's been pretty much across the board. Be like, this is this is very good and very fun. If if you want this sort of Marvel comic superhero stuff, great. Yeah, stuff. I mean, this is definitely Marvel comic superhero. Like that that's right. absolutely what it is, and so you should know what you're getting before you pick it up. But yeah, so and if you um, don't know the Marvel universe and you start to read this. This will probably give you a pretty good idea of what's going on with some of these major characters, too. It's sort of yeah. an, an entree point, as yeah. I suppose. Exactly. You were saying it is. So. Um, oh, I was just saying that I, I mentioned this to you guys, and I posted something about it today. But um, I was reading this on the bus last night. Yes. And um, three guys got on the bus, and uh, I, I, they, they just didn't know what to do. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just and, reacting to you reading it or yeah no exactly yeah. and like they sat down and they were like they kind of like swarmed around me and were like excuse me what did can i ask you what exactly you're reading and i like you know closed the cover so they could see and they 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 almost fucking shrieked and then they were like <laughs> then then the the guy was like was like well um you know, the reason I ask is that, you know, I very rarely see women reading, like, graphic no- novels and things of that nature. And I was like, okay. You do it in a fake, like, foppish accent. <laughs> well, excuse <laughs> me. Oh. Well, he kind of did. And the other thing I was like, I'm reading an issue of Hulk. Like, you, we, we know where we're at. You don't need to use the graphic novel language. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just, this is, this is very clearly a comic book. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was, and then they and then they started like screaming at each other about World of Warcraft oh, because oh, I guess they, I guess they thought that that would impress me yeah. or something. No, um, no, my my auction or, went for like eighty gold. Or, or the, <laughs> yeah, they started doing that, and I was like, you know, you know, they were, I don't know, I think they, they thought were, you were a geek, like a typical geek girl. They, Obviously, they either thought I was, well. they either thought I was a typical geek girl, or they're like, I will bet this is something she's not into. We've got to like, we've yeah. got to step it up. Then one of them peed on the floor. Let's take it to the next level. Nice. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, so so uh, yeah. Well, so, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's really funny that I was reading this because this is probably the most like, you know, as you're saying, like very. Typically yeah. superhero-y book, and yeah. they just fucking lost it. And, like, one of them sat behind me and was, like, and just as I had it open to, to one of the Iron Man pages, just goes, like, Iron Man. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad that it's, I'm glad that it stayed uh, peaceful. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an altercation or, you know, a, a, a tale of woe on the bus as you get surrounded oh, by hoodlums well. and grabbing your whole comic. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you want your comic lady? You know? Yeah. So. Brightest day is the best comic of the year. <laughs> Right, to stay as strong oh, as there man. is. Anyway. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, <laughs> debatable. Yeah, gotten involved in that. <laughs> anyway, so um, so yeah, so I, I I have no qualm saying that Hulk is like is might even right up next to Thor: The Mighty Avenger as the Mar- one of the Marvel comics you should be reading right now. So absolutely, um, and I'm hard pressed to disagree with you, Josh, as the pick of the week, but. Um, if there was a runner-up for me or a close second, um, maybe even pick of the week, uh, Morning Glory is number three from Image Comics. I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm with you. Now, now the thing is that you know, we, talk, we, we talk to people. We know, we know some writers. We know some publishers, some editors. We hear things. And, and all the years, you know, we've, <laughs> we've heard like, like – remember with Sweet Tooth? We heard like, yeah, yeah, the first issue is great, but wait do you get to issue whatever it was, like six or you know, For, right. for Morning Glories, I heard, yeah, the first couple issues are great, but wait do you get to issue number three. And yeah, it was uh, it was something else. Yeah, it, for some reason, this issue did something and just tapped into, and it. it I, I think it's the, so the whole the whole the whole basically this reveals this catchphrase now, which I think it's just a catchphrase. I think that everyone likes a good catchphrase. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, so we, we get we get introduced to the fact that there's this catchphrase that's um, haunting the people. This is the hour of our release draws near, and that apparently it dates back to like the 1600s. And like that, after I read this issue, my mind fourteen hundreds, yeah. After I read this issue, my mind just went. I'm like, whoa, this is huge, yeah. yeah. Well, and it started. I mean, you know, it's been. It takes place in a boarding school, yep. in a crazy boarding school, where like all these kids with the same birthdays have been recruited, and um, and then this issue opens, and it's like fourteen ninety, and you're like, what? what? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, and you, it still doesn't, but you. You know, yes. Yeah, so in 1490, we get introduced to this girl as being held captive, and there's somebody in a in a, in a cell next to her, and and he's whittled a, ho- a grisly story of how he whittles a hole in the wall with his he bit off his finger and used a bone. Ugh. But uh, and she looks she looks in and just written on the wall over and over again is the hour of our release draws near in the 1400s. And so then and then it takes us back to the present, and one of the one of the initial recruits um, finds this you know finds all this this you know shaved head girl and finds this whole medical ward of all these like students that they must be testing on or whatever's going on with them and the uh, bald-headed student you know uh, some guards sneak up on them and she pulls a summer from fire and that's not summer what is her name river whatever from firefly the sister what's her name summer glow is the actress's name isn't it um yeah whatever the the and she takes out the guards like you know with with all the skill and blood and stabbing them with the stick and stuff like that and then she uses the blood to write the hour of our release draws near and it just got creepy quickly so. Yeah. A thousand, a thousand Joss Whedon fans yeah. just cried out in horror. It's been a while since I watched Firefly. What's her name? Her name's River, right? I, I don't remember, dude. The ca- yeah. the actress is named Summer Glau. That's I know. Why I know are is that you? I, watched that. I, I don't mean to be an idiot, but why are you making that comparison? Just because she looks like her? No, no, no. Because remember when when she was like she was like all scared and timid, and then all of a sudden she turned into, she turned into this killing machine. Okay. Yeah. So yes. th- yeah. And that, that's what the bald-headed girl did too. Like she's, you know, she seems to be this like kind of out of it girl, and the guards come and she snaps his neck and takes the nightstick right. and beats the crap out of him. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's an appropriate comparison. No, no. I, I okay. I probably shouldn't say what I was going to say, which is that I didn't watch it, so I don't. Know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so she wasn't challenging you. She was. Oh, just okay. Yeah. Just, I was. Oh. I was honestly being like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, okay, good. So anyway, so the hour. So the hour of our release draws near is the catchphrase for Morning Glories, and issue number three was fantastic. So that's how. That's it, how you sell T-shirts. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Really exactly. I'm also. I'm such a sucker for boarding school setting, <laughs> books, movies. And- Seriously, it's That's right life with potential right there. It's it, is. <laughs> uh, it just so happens that the last time Evie was on, we had a discussion about Batman and Robin. Yeah, uh, a little while back, and uh, it made some people upset. <laughs> as far as I remember, um, but I wanted to bring this issue up: uh, Batman and Robin number fifteen by uh, Grant Morrison and Fraser Irving. Uh, I really liked this. It was a very, very good issue. I actually liked it. The honestly, the only um, big problem that I'm having with the bat books right now is that they fucked up all the releases, in mm-hmm. terms of of Bruce Wayne coming back. So mm-hmm. that that's what takes this um, book. That's really the biggest flaw with it is that it it doesn't match up, and so it's kind of weird. But I liked the book itself just fine. I don't and so believe I'm, I'm not reading any of those other books, so I didn't notice it. There you I don't go. Think. Um, do well, like the Return of Bruce Wayne, for example. Oh well, I guess, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess actually the Return of Bruce Wayne and this probably match up the best. But apparently, mm-hmm. in all those other books, and I've read a couple of them, not all of them, like he's like full on back. Oh. So you're kind of like, well, no, that doesn't. That's not. Oh, like, continuity! I, you all make fun of me, but you know, no, yeah. 
the thing is, no, it's I called- don't. I I think, uh, hey, I I'm actually pretty much a stickler for that stuff because it it messes up the story. Yeah. I mean, especially this is like a huge plot well, point of like the last year and a half, right? So I mean, called the return uh, of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so we know what's going to happen, and then in San Diego, they told us what was going to happen. Well, no, of course, it's not that we don't know he's going to come back. It's not like oh, spoiler shit. It's more that like if he's there in all these books, you'd kind of like to read what happened when he got there before you read him there because I'm, it was like this big dramatic thing about how he was going to like ex- blow up the world and you want to see like how they you know dealt with that before he's just back. yes yeah. now regardless of that uh we should we should the, the fraser irving art was is unlike anything else being done and people have been talking about it since this art started uh if they'd never heard of him before but he's uh, great really he's really, good. really great and there's a there's a really wonderful good. sequence uh of of Robin uh, sort of jumping around with a couple of swords and, and trying to beat up a bunch of guys and, and ultimately it was, losing. It was funny. You kind of like dropped out for a second and, and what I heard was a wonder sequence. And I was like, <laughs> I guess that's appropriate. I've never called anything a wonder sequence. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's like a nice little uh, uh, um, cliffhanger in the issue where Dick gets shot in the back of the head and you think, oh, it's all over for our Cape Crusading duo. Uh, but yeah. then it wasn't. Then there's the big last page thing, which is which. I, I mean, you saw that page coming for a little while, yeah. but um, it was it was it was really good. It was actually pretty clear the whole way through. I thought just as a as a as a single piece as a comic book, it was really interesting. It was very good. Lots of fun Joker stuff and and seeing Robin all trussed up like that with the with the silly but notes. I I love the, the the title page where it's just him with the silly nose like screaming. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, really good stuff. Uh, so great, great issue. Five star book. Uh, very fun for me. Cool. So, um, so Kickass Two issue one hit the stands this week. Um, did you guys pick it up, or was I the only one? Or I did not. You did not, Josh. I, I no am not. Too. I am not a Mark Miller uh, first time out of the gate buyer. There you go. Interesting. Somebody Nor tells me later. Somebody says later. Oh no, it was pretty good. I will then consider it. Yeah, th- I, I, and I'll tell you, this was pretty good. Um, it was. It picks up where the last one left off, and actually picks up a lot. Uh, I felt felt it picked up a lot from where the movie left off, and I'm sure they're gonna keep that vague, or whatever. But uh, Hit Girl is now living with the cop who who raised her while Nicolas Cage was in jail, and um, and she's training Kickass to be a better hero, and Kickass, and then she gets caught by her, you know, her adopted dad, and he tells her, you know, no more, no more the superhero stuff. You can't, you know, you can't do it, and so she tries to stop. And then um, at the same time, Kickass falls in with uh, some other heroes that have emerged, and it ends with the page of, of him joining, of him meeting up with the other heroes who are forming the Justice Forever team. Um, and it's a bunch of you know, there's a Thor-like guy, and there's a Captain America-like guy, and there's a chicken in a dominatrix outfit, and you know, it's kind of the superhero-y cliches. There's like a Spider-Man-esque person in the oh. background, and there's a big American flag, and so. Um, I, I was ta- I was talking to Eugene on from War Rocket Ajax about this, and he yeah. read this, and um, he was saying how I guess it flashes forward. So that yes. There's a big there's a big scene of them in Times Square. Yeah, there's and a big. He was like, he was like, why the fuck that? You know, he's like, how cliched can you be? And I was like, you know what? Mark Miller said, um, you know, my big goal in life is for one of my movies to um, require the clearing out of Times Square. Yep, that's what like, he's doing. Like, yeah. like he wants his own vanilla sky. So yeah. I think that's, that's kind of a... 
And hey, well, I mean, and I'll be honest with you, that that one page flash forward looked pretty badass. I mean, they had red red mist and a whole bunch of villains behind them, and a, there's a whole big Braveheart esque everyone running at each other. And then there's one panel of kick ass fighting somebody, and randomly there are pool pool balls flying, like a six ball is flying by. <laughs> but um, that must be I some mean, super villain. Yeah, it was, yeah his power is pool. <laughs> Mark Miller is into cliche. I mean, like yeah. that's his thing. He, yeah. He, he plays with cliche, but but what's what's that sounds dirty. But but what's interesting um, about it, and and I think that I think they suspected there might be some critique, so they the back matter addressed it. But the art takes a bit of a change. Uh, credited in the issue, John Romita Jr. gets credited as breakdowns, and Tom Palmer gets credited as finishes and ink washes, and Dean White got credited as colors. And in the back, they have a page where they show Romita's breakdowns, which are very rough pencils, very rough. And then they show Tom Palmer's quote-unquote finishes, which is the finished art page that we're used to seeing. And then they show the ink what after he did the ink wash, and then they show after Dean White comes into the colors. So you're seeing less Ramita and more right. Tom Palmer. Drawing um, Avengers. Yeah, no, I understand. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I mean, it just I thought it was interesting that it, it does. It's noticeable. It's noticeably different in the look. Like you know, it still looks like Ramita and the faces and has that Ramita look and everything. And Tom Palmer is a great inker. And obviously finisher on Ramita, but I you, as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, oh, something's off. So uh, and that's funny because for me, like the the big draw in the other book was I thought it was really good Ramita work. Yeah, yep. Um, and I don't want to say it's half-assed because they they, they it, it doesn't look bad. It looks good. No. In fact, and in fact, Dean White colored the shit out of it. It looks great. Um, so, but yeah, no, it was good. I mean, I'm totally I'm 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 on board. I love the first one. I'm excited for the second one. So, um, and I got a quote on the back of the cover, which is kind of cool. So. Really? Yeah. Kick-ass kicked my ass and left me wanting more. Ron Richards, iFanboy.com. I can't, I can't write lines like that. <laughs> I got I gotta pull I think, quote I think for it's the... because you're not, you're not married to cliche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, got, I, I got a pull quote like for the Hulk. Yeah. Like the last, and it's, it's the most awful writing. There's like, there's like two, there's like two clauses. It's like, and this, and this. And I was like, oh, honestly, God. honestly, the first time, the one of the first one times. time in Hulk, it was awesome. One of the first Josh times Lightning. I got, one of the first times I got quoted uh, in a press release, something like that, it was an awfully written one. And then I was like, shit, I need to do this better. And so that's when, yeah. you know, so anyway, uh, moving on uh, to the book that I don't read. Fables number 99 uh, is a guest artist on this one. Evie, do you read this? I do. Okay, good. Uh, guest artist on this, Anaki Miranda. Uh, is it is it because they're get, gearing up for the big hundredth issue? I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. I think Buckingham. it was lovely though. Yeah, it it's was really. And I don't. Even I mean, talk I love Buckingham, but but uh, it's really gorgeous. The very first page, which are these cityscapes of Manhattan, are amazing, and like they don't look like they're you know completely just photos that have been transposed onto these pages. Like they're they're drawn and and yeah really it, well composed and then you've got all these detailed too like you've got really all these scenes of, what's his name mr fear or something like i don't know mr dark but, yeah the new bad guy and he's standing in the sort of the the skeleton of a building so it's all the 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 beams and things and it's this uh, amazing drafting that is going on yeah uh, and then at the same time there's just a, an interesting story going on this villain is is truly frightening he's a scary and formidable foe yeah. Uh, and and I, I it's good. Uh, it's it's you know every bit as good as it was. All it's just it's a very slow build, just like the the last arc yeah, was. Yeah, it's really slow. I mean it, that's kind of how it has been, mm-hmm. sort of. You and, just kind of have to at this point. It's it's a little bit. You know, I feel like at the beginning there was always something exciting happening every issue, and you like couldn't wait to read it. Now it's just kind of like, 
okay, well, this I'm interested in this overall story, so I'm just going to kind of yeah. you know, go go along with it. Well, he's earned his ability to pace it like a uh, his his he's earned the sort of right to pace it like a novel at this point, right. and so that's what he's doing, which is fine. Um I just it was a really enjoyable issue and they explored stuff like it's funny it feels like for the past year or so every issue has something significant like there's there's things being revealed and stuff that's going on but it's still you know it's been 99 issues there's but there's still stuff going on which is great um yep I, and i i love the the ghost thing like i've mm-hmm. loved the ghost thing like the whole time and now mr north knows about ghost and i'm yeah. interested to see what's going to happen there yeah, I've always liked the Cubs. It's interesting that they're all like, uh, they're like you know, older kids now. That's yeah. how long this story has been going on forever. Yeah, <laughs> it has. It has uh, been yeah. going on forever. That's <laughs> that's it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, really, but great art. I've never heard of this artist before, and uh, it's funny because if you look at the pages, the stuff that gets drawn, like the stuff that's real, the buildings and the cars and stuff like that, they look like perfect illustrator drawings, yeah. and then the characters are almost a little uh, cartoony. Right. So it's this contrast going on all the time, but it works really well for this book. Very good. So uh, a book that Josh, you've been waiting for for a long time, huh? I, I that's no. That's what are you, you're making up stories. Uh, Vertigo Resurrected. Well, no, this is a story that never got printed. I read this. I know, I, but I'm just no. saying. I mean, it was, it was. I'm going with the legacy thing. There you go. No, but I read it like a long time ago. Okay. Like there was like a black and white version that got passed around. Well, I don't you're remember. cooler it was, like, than on a that. website. You're cooler than everyone else. Uh, no, it was like on a website, so everybody knew it. It wasn't like a right. torrent or something. You had to. I tried to find it this week and I couldn't. So oh, really? This is yeah. a big. This is a big. This issue is a big deal. This is yeah. a so uh, Warren Ellis's uh, story shoot, which should have come out in 1999, but Paul Levitz put the kibosh on it because it was like the exact same time as, as Columbine. Um, first of all, Phil Phil Jimenez and Andy Lanning did a hell of a job back then. Oh, oh great stuff! Great stuff. This is uh, right around when Phil was doing um, uh, the Invisibles with Grant. Yep. So yeah. Um, you know what though? That issue, because I, it, it, you know what, the the story's really good, the pacing's really good, the last page is really good, but sort of the, the way that it, the conclusions that they came to, yeah. are, it's a little goofy. I, I thought I didn't read it. I didn't read it on a website. And so now after hearing it, hearing it legendary for years and I sat down to read it, I was like, they totally could have printed this. It's not that bad. I mean, it's just, no. it, was a, it was insensitive because it could be seen as insensitive because it had kids shooting other kids in school. And I could understand that say, you know, the same thing would be happening. But it's no, I mean, Ex Machina was way worse than this. Yeah, no, it's true. And yeah. I mean, I liked the message that John kept going. It's not, it's not video games. Yeah. It's not music. It's not any of that stuff. That's all really good. But then, like, the reason that they're doing it is all the kids want to die because life sucks and there's no future. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it felt like that in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. You know? It just, that wasn't the case. That was later. Yeah. Well, it's just teenagers, though. I mean, that's the Works thing. now, I guess. Yeah. Well, Works I don't now, know. Now, <laughs> sure, now, now, totally. That's totally how it um, feels. But, you know what? That, that was really good. But to me, that wasn't the highlight of this issue. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff in here that was fantastic. A, there's a hundred pages of comics in here. Yeah, there's yeah. this little. It's like a short story done by, written and drawn by Brian Bolland, about it looks like these turn of the century like British explorers and they go to this little country and it's this odd story about a guy getting tortured in a box and every day they lower the foot a little bit more and a little bit more, and, and it's just it's weird and yeah. and that was really enjoyable and then uh, also in this was a story by. Um, Graham Morrison and Frank Quitely. It doesn't yeah. even look like Frank Quitely, actually. It's early uh, this, Quitely, uh, yeah. 
there's a ridiculous amount of amazing artists. Well, well, just go. I mean, just the names on the cover. I mean, you got you know Warren Ellis, Phil Jimenez, Andy Lanning, Brian Boland, Brian Azzarello, uh, Isad Rubik, Grant Morrison, Craig Quitely, Garth Ennis. Which, is that Jim, Jim Lee? Lee? Jim Lee, yes, Steve, Jim Lee, and Garth Ennis working yeah. together. Steve Siegel, Tim Sale, Peter Milligan, Eduardo Riso, Bill Willingham. You know, like drawing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, it's uh, a, in Bradstreet. Uh, okay, but okay, so this there's this little story that Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely did about this self-aware toy soldier who realized that he's a toy <laughs> and he goes back to tell all the other toys that um that that, that something's going on and and this is all they're trying to keep them fighting to distract them and and at some point he gets shacked up with barbie and and he's really happy for a little while and then he ends up in a dress yep. uh, and he goes back and they put him the they execute him the other toys yep. and then and I'm not entirely sure I understand this but the whole thing they've been warning about is they back up on the little girl sleeping in her room and there's these disgusting alien bug things all over the place instead of the toys and it's the literally it's the creepiest page I've ever seen yep I was I was seriously freaked out I'm looking at it right now I'm kind of itchy and like Oh, and then further, like you, you, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the Garth Ennis Jim Lee sto- story. I'd love to see Jim Lee do a story in this style. Yeah, this is very un Jim Lee esque style. I mean, very yes. loose, very you know, like not as cross hatchy, not as you know, like it was really, I mean, really good. So, so uh, chances are you haven't read any or most of these yeah. stories at all. I don't read Hellblazer. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this entire issue. It's a standalone. Even yeah. if you've never read Hellblazer, you, I mean, you can almost read any issue of Hellblazer anyway. Sure. Yeah, but. Yeah. But uh, th- this was – it was eight bucks, uh, absolutely worth it. Some really wonderful stories. Oh, in maybe they had it I, – I shopped at um, Forbidden Planet. Maybe they just – maybe it was somewhere else, but oh, yeah, I, maybe, I looked up. Maybe they, Forbidden Planet, they might have sold out. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why Hellblazer or Forbidden Planet. I feel like that's a big seller there. I don't know. Anyway. Really, really, really. <laughs> so, yeah, really good. Go no, I don't, mean, I don't mean Hellblazer. I mean this, this book. Oh, yeah, no, this book, yeah. Well, I see the, this Vertigo Resurrected shoot. I mean, I see this as a Hellblazer book. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it's not. Uh, there's only one. Yeah, there's only one Hellblazer story in it, but still, for some reason. And, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so um, so definitely go pick up uh, Vertigo Resurrected shoot number one or whatever it's called. Um, but yes, and if you missed out on it, perhaps you could go buy it from one of the dealers at the Mid-Ohio Con, which is coming up. Uh, the Mid-Ohio Con is coming to Columbus, Ohio on November 6th and 7th at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. Um, they've got some great comic talent coming to the Midwest. You fly over states and though you're tired of us talking about San Diego and New York, you've got your con now at the Mid-Ohio Con. Um, their special guests of honor are David Finch and Adam Hughes, and they've also got a, a big list of attendees, including Kurt Busiek, Ethan Van Skyver, Frank Cho, Tony Moore, Sean McKeever, and tons more. Um, they've got a great area that's kind of like Artist Alley. It's actually called Creators Common, where uh, there's a ton of great creators and publishers showing off their comics and the stuff they do. Um, and like I mentioned, there's a ton of there's a ton of exhibitors, uh, people there selling comics, selling all sorts of geek related material stuff. So bring your wallet, uh, get all the stuff you've been looking for, back issues, whatever statues, whatever you might like they're probably i don't know for sure maybe there's a guy selling maces and swords there usually is and um, my fingers crossed over here guys yeah so uh so it's coming up very soon november 6th and 7th at the, the middle ohio con in columbus ohio go to middleohiocon.com you can order your tickets in advance or get all the info on the show if you live in the greater ohio midwestern columbus area is that a, is there a tri-state there yeah if you live in the indiana kentucky ohio area go to the middle ohio con trust me I've been to Columbus, so I'm speaking from I know I know what it's like. So. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like you're an expert on the region. <laughs> I spent I spent a lot of time in Ohio in yeah. my in my life. You'd be surprised. So. I just hear the end of the Drew Carey theme song at the. You know, That's like, Cleveland, Ohio. That's Cleveland. But I know, but yeah. the very last word in the, in the yeah. credits was Ohio. Yeah. That's what I hear every time. 
Okay, so let's. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of books to plow through. Six Gun number uh, number five. Uh, another book that you should be reading. It's been good all along, but this was the best issue so far. Agreed. Uh, lots of explaining, uh, but not in a bad way. Like, oh, oh, I like this, yep. I, and I, I love the back history and everything. The whole history uh, with these weapons. The, the moment they, the moment they reveal that the, the these six guns with these mystical powers have taken forms of different weapons over the years, and they show like knights with the same little logo on the helm clubs. and the clubs. Oh my! <laughs> uh, and you know, it had me thinking. My immediate thought was, well, what are they now? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Um, They're like GI yeah. Joe laser pistols. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's so. a funny joke in my head that I can't seem to grab right now, but it's it's good. <laughs> um, really, but really we'll great, wonderful, word. wonderful art. Uh, and and like I said, the art was I, great. The, yeah. the panels of the week, uh, best panels of the week feature. I realized that Brian Hurt draws inks, colors, and letters this all by himself, and, and it, this hasn't shipped late. One is you shipped early. They're amazing. No, they're to- they're totally ahead of schedule. They're, they're like this book. If you want a consistent monthly book. That's unlike anything else you're reading. Get the six gun, and the yeah. trade's coming out soon, so you can get the trade. You can catch up and jump right on. So, great stuff. Cool. Cool. I'm not reading this, so I want to eat that. Okay. All right. What, what are you reading? Um. Well, this week I read Loki number one, which you guys did not. I did true? not know. Okay. Uh, I read this because, well, I I kind of love Loki, and I just kind of love what they've been doing with him. Um, I really liked uh. Kieran Gillen's, I guess it was a one shot or maybe a two. it was a yeah. very small mini. Um, I, I mean, he writes Loki like, I mean, it's just, it, he's like, it's like a symphony when he writes Loki. He's amazing <laughs> at it. And I was like, this is um, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and um, who I also like quite a bit. So I decided to give it a chance. And it's, it's really good. I mean, if you like Loki, if you like the whole dynamic between Loki and everybody else, um, it's, uh, he basically is is uh, remembering how he was actually supposed to, or he, this is what he, this is what he remembers. And, and then it's called into question. Um, and you think perhaps he's just totally making the whole thing up, but um, uh, how he was actually supposed to get um, Mjolnir. How do you say Mjolnir. You just know you Mjolnir. nailed it. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, and, uh, and he was supposed to get it. And then because of, you know, because he's such a victim all the time to Thor, blah, blah, blah. Like, Thor ended up getting it, and they humiliated him and all this stuff. And, and then, of course, Thor is like, that's not how I remember it at all. Um, and uh, then it's, it's going to, to move on with um, him having some reckoning of some kind. But uh, I really... Uh, is, it, is it sort of written from Loki's perspective? Yes, it is written oh. from Loki's I like that. Because he's, I like- he's, he's hiding. He's, basically, he's hiding in this... There's, like, this, um, this valley that that is the only place on earth that can't be seen from uh, Asgard or from where Odin sits. This is, you know, in the past, like, um, so Odin is still, I guess, I guess he's still alive or maybe he had like just been killed or something. And, um, and uh, he's, so he's kind of hiding out from Odin, but then he gets found and, and Thor kind of comes and has a little, has a little sit down with him to, cool. to ask him why he's done all the terrible things he's done. And cool. Um, yeah, so if, I mean, it's it was right up up there with. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. Kieran Gillen is truly evil in writing Loki, and it's amazing. Um, this was not like that, but it was still a good story. So, I recommend it. All right, for you cool. Thor readers out there, don't miss it. So. I have been making a point to read all the pilot season things from Top Cow this year. I've noticed. Uh, this week was seven days from hell. I have not started hell. yet, so. I like this uh, thing. I have them. I have them. I haven't read them. Though. They've been, yeah. You know what? They've actually been, for the most part, pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, definitely. This this week's offering was Seven Days from Hell, 
uh, Brian Edward Hill and Rob Levin with art by Phil Noto, which is cool. Uh, Phil Noto's uh, pretty damn good. And this is about a hitman uh, who has no ties to anybody and has nothing to live for in life. Um, and he, he's, he's killed. And then he's brought back by a demon, a fallen angel, actually, who says that um, in order to not be dead, uh, he has to kill somebody for her every seven days, but a truly bad person. Um, mm. And so, like, every week he has to sort of renew uh, by killing a bad person. And so, obviously, there's this perfect sort of serial possibilities in that. Yeah, um, 100 Bullets-esque. Yeah, but it was well done. It was interesting. It was, cool. uh, you know, sort of the, the heartless killer, you know, has to find a reason to live, blah, blah, blah. Um, great. It was, it, was, it was actually a lot of fun. It's, it's funny because you can read one of these and, and most of them aren't ever going to be published again. So to, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to feel like, well, I don't, have, I don't have to get into a whole series. You just kind of read the issue. And, and, and enjoy it for what it is. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I remember one last year that I really, really liked, and I got I was really bummed that it didn't win because I wanted to see where it went. But no, right, well, even was... even the ones that win, you, unfortunately, you don't get to see much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but but this Shadowland Power Man has been going on. I've heard nothing but good things yep. about the Shadowland Power Man it's series. It's great. Are you guys not reading it? I'm not it's, reading it. I'm not, I, for Shadowland. Also... I'm reading. I'm reading Shadowland and Daredevil. That's it. I didn't say I'm not doing any of the minis or the one offs. Well, the, the funny thing, the the funny thing to me is that I think that the uh, the the offshoots are better than the main book. Like, yeah, that's no, that's what I've heard. That's that's all that I've heard. So yeah. and so it's the reason. I mean, normally I would just be like, no, I'm not going to bother with all that those crossovers. But but the 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 um the side books are actually way better than the main ones. Yeah. So, so and um, I've heard Power Man. Like, and I've really heard interesting. Pa- you know, they're they're kind of bringing in interesting characters. They're like using it as an excuse to bring in interesting characters yep. um, instead of just like Daredevil, Daredevil, you know. Right. And, I've, um, and so, I've heard of them, Power Man is the best of them. About Yeah, Power yeah. Man is the best. It's about um, a, a kid who is in, who lives in the building that um, that Bullseye exploded uh, in Hell's Kitchen. And he suddenly has these special powers, including knowing all of like Danny Rand's, um, you know, all the Iron Fist moves, but he doesn't really know how he knows them. Um, and so... Uh, and he's calling himself Power Man, and he's he's hiring himself out like for money um, to fight crime, uh, and you know so of course uh, Iron Fist and and um, and Luke Cage are like all right we got it oh and this kid is also you know there's there's um, the hand is out to get this kid because he's kind of fucking up their stuff so um, so they're investigating and then and Iron Fist has been trying to figure out how this kid could possibly who who he knows for various reasons was not one of his students. Right. Um, he's trying to figure out who he is and, and what, you know, what his, uh, his whole thing is. So sounds good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to have to go back and pick good. these up. I think, I think I've made the wrong decision yeah. this time. So anyway, but, um, but a book I didn't make the wrong decision on is, uh, sweets by Cody Chamberlain. Um, issue number three came out this week and this is, if you're not reading sweets, you're missing out. This is the, uh, I don't want to say underrated, but this is uh, definitely a book to watch. Um, underappreciated underappreciated there we go yeah this this is i'm not i'm not one for under the the radar yeah a little bit under the radar i'm not one for the uh, like crime is you know josh and josh you and connor you love this is i I enjoy a crime book like i'll read criminal and stuff like that but i'm not like oh crime oh it's amazing but this has just got me and then i love how cody chamberlain you know changes up the art style in the middle of the book and he's done that the past two issues. Like it's all it's all making sense in the story, and the the art is just beautiful and gorgeous. You can tell he's poured so much blood, sweat, and tears into it. And um, 
It's just great. You're totally if you're not reading sweets, definitely either plan to get the trade or go back and pick up the first two issues and get this third issue because it's if you like crime stories, you've got to be reading this. Yeah. Uh, fun one and done would be uh, Superman Batman number seventy seven. <laughs> I thought that I thought that's what you got for dinner tonight. <laughs> the fun Chinese place. Yeah. <laughs> fun one and done. <laughs> Hey, can I get a fun one and done from the new good one? The new good one is our local Chinese food place, by oh, the way. Is it, is it number one to take out? Apparently, being number one in China is a really big deal. Yeah. That's what I understand. Anyway. Uh, this, we did the Don't Miss podcast with Josh Williamson, the writer. This is his uh, – he's a new guy, sort of. I mean, he's been around forever, but that's what new guys in comics are. Um, but this is his first sort of full issue uh, with DC Comics that he's done. And it's, it's Superman, Batman in the book, but the story is Supergirl and, and Damian Robin – uh, on sort of a, a Halloween type uh, mystery murder thing, uh, and it, it, it's a it's a fun issue. Like there's bits of it where it will start to seem really basic, but then then you'll flip the page and you'll see some and you'd see something that's like that was like oh that's good, you know. And then you'd be like oh this is just a murder mystery, and then you flip the, oh oh but there's this to it. Um, there was a lot of a lot of good stuff and fun stuff in here. Uh, you know, Damien Damien's a fun character. You know, uh, this sort of like hits if you like if you like Damon, you like that kind of stuff. This is good. But also if you're like into DC stuff, uh, this is pretty good. One of the things that it did basically was, you know how when when Paul Cornell did action comics uh, and it was it was Lex couldn't get over the the not having the ring anymore. They did a taste of during Blackest Night. This picks up on some of those threads, too, with some of the other characters. That's can I can I just tell you that that my copy of this book is um, the same six pages four times in a row. That was on purpose, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's in the story. That's what yeah. I was talking about. Is it? Uh, yeah, no. It's what? like... Uh, no, there's no way. Shut up. Shut it's up. A, it's a... Um, it's like a hallucination scene. <laughs> it's, this is the Groundhog Day of comics. No, you can't not, be serious. You should, you should send that back to DC. They, they owe you another comic book. So, no, it definitely is not. It yeah, definitely it's is pretty, not. Pretty be this way, yeah. That would be terrible. Um, I so I, I started reading it, and I was like, oh, this is cute. I, I love, like, he, they dress up for Halloween, and, uh, and, and Damien goes as, as Lil Matches, which I thought was awesome. Um, you know, like, Baby Matches Malone. And... Uh, and then I read like six pages and then suddenly it like went back to the page from like six pages ago. And I was like, what the hell? And then I thought it was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happened again. And then it happened again. I was like, no, this is not on purpose. This is just a giant fuck up. So yeah. I'm interested to see what actually happened but other than those six pages. You should, you should go get a good copy because it was, it was fun. It was definitely worth the yeah. uh, time. So, um, so finally, uh, the CBGB miniseries from Boom wrapped up with issue number four, and I laid down an ultimatum after issue yeah. number three that if they didn't turn it around, I was going to be upset. And um, you're upset. I'm upset. Yeah, I like the Kelly Sue story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I like the Chuck BB art. No, the Kelly Sue story was it was a parent story. Like I was like, yeah. she's writing this because she just had a second yeah. kid. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. That, I, well, I didn't need to, I didn't need to see her and Fraction's relationship layered onto CBG. See, that yeah. that's kind of that was a sense that I got. I'm like, yeah. it's a really cute story, but when you can tell so badly, it's just like it almost is like, well, I couldn't really think of an idea. So yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, and like, here's narrate my life. And here's and the two pro- Here's the two problems with this whole miniseries and why they failed. And I'm banging the table because I'm mad. <laughs> Number one, they stay too focused on the late '70s and CBGBs. And Evie can back me up here. CBGB's legacy is more than just 1977. 
and, and the Ramones. It closed three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so much oh. happened in the 80s, in the 90s, hell, even in the 2000s, the joke that it became in the 2000s. I wanted to see something about CBGB, not about these ethereal, head-in-the-clouds kind of bullshit stories right. about them. Um, and while I did, like, I did like the second story, I loved the Dave Crosland art, actually. I thought it was really good. I, c- I couldn't finish it. Oh, I thought oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. But um, but the thing is, is that, so they, they did all these, like, personal like you know these kind of you know head in the clouds people at cb whatever and just yeah. tell fucking stories about the club over the years and no respect was made to the hardcore scene whatsoever not even one like, mention to youth of today anywhere all anybody did in this whole thing was tell basically stories about punks growing up yes that's all it was yes. it was punks growing up that's yep. all that's the whole thing it's hopeless savages yep it was a waste it was a total waste they totally blew it and i'm, I'm sad saddened so <sighs> anyway moving on move on mm. moving on so those are the books that came out this week uh, those are the books that we enjoyed or didn't enjoy but uh, a whole bunch of other ones came out and you can go uh, fanboy.com slash comics see all the books that came out this week you can do your pull list you can rate them and review them and some of you reviewed some comics and we're going to share them with you right now and our first review comes from Neb who reviewed Steve Rogers Super Soldier number 4 and gave the story a 4 out of 5 and the art a 4 out of 5 and Neb says I found the finale to the miniseries to be satisfying and Eaglesham's display of the action was not disappointing at all I like that the story ended on a note that allows us to come back and obviously the consequences of this storyline could lead down some interesting roads all in all this will make a great trade for fans of cap this is a mini series yeah what the fuck it says on the cover limited series i thought this was an ongoing i'm so that's disappointed. because that's because and he made this point in his review he, he made this point that this should be this should be the captain america book yes absolutely the brubaker writing steve rogers that's what it should be yeah it really it really is and then and then bucky there as a, a spice yep uh yep uh, a little something. This I was show. great. I want Eagles from the draw. St- I, I, I want Eagles from the draw it all the time. This was fantastic. It was fantastic. So, um, it is by contention, by the way, that Eaglesham was the person who was supposed to draw the Flash. What? Just bringing that. They was from, Francis Manipal said that somebody was supposed to draw the Flash before him, but they went to Marvel. Oh, you like, think oh, it was Eaglesham? Had to be. That would make sense because they just came off of Justice Society. Yeah, and the timing yeah. is perfect, and he would have been. That would have been interesting. Would have been different. Yeah, that's for sure. Anyway. Would have been different. But he's good for this. Yeah. Uh, I, so. I enjoyed it. He's great for this. Uh, it was a fun little mini. Next up is Actual Butt. Talking about Walking Dead number 78. Story of 5 out of 5 and the art of 4 out of 5. Pick of the week percentage here. 20%. Uh, this is a bit of a fever for The Walking Dead, it seems. And he says <laughs> the entire review. Walking Dead is known for giving the reader that all-too-familiar chill up the spine, but it doesn't often warm the heart the way this, this issue did. The last page of this issue was inevitable but unlikely, and I'm thrilled at how we arrived to it. Um, all i got to say is I got my heart, Volume 6 hardcover yesterday, and so I'm going to catch is, up. What does that go through? I don't what know. Is, I don't know. Okay. I'm like a year behind you all, so don't That's talk about the book. No, uh, it, I mean, basically, the, the, it, looked like, it looked like the shit was going to hit the fan in this one. And you were like, oh, and then it, then it didn't. And then that was dissipated. And you're like, okay. oh. And, and it sort of took a turn. It's just, you know, it's hard to describe this. When you read those trades, when you read the, the hardcover, you can't tell when the issues end. Yeah. You can't. And, right. it, and it's sort Oh, no, of you like, can. No, when you read the hardcover, I definitely know when the issues end. Uh, when I would read the yeah. trades, I could never, because he said that the last page of every book is the first page of the next. Yeah, book. but I, I've been reading. Com- I mean, like I, I get it. I, I, yeah. I get a sense of when this is okay. This was it ended. I've been reading comics for a while. <laughs> I don't know how they work? Here's the thing. Ron's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's important to know. Whenever there's something going on, he will point out to you how he he's got that. It's fine. No, anyway, I, got, I know. It's like anyone uh, who reads comics would have figured that out. Don't you read the, comics? Uh, Josh? The- <laughs> Listen, I've had that conversation. <laughs> Like it's like, how do you even pick up your books in the store? I, I don't know. I just do it. Well, I have a system, Josh. That's why I don't miss books. 
it's great. funny because it's true. Oh, oh. you're inferior. Uh, great issue. I, I meant to buy this digitally, but I, I wasn't I wasn't sure that it would be digital, so I had to pick up the thing. Okay. Just cause. Well, it, but if you missed it and you need to pick up the trade, where could you get it? What I'm saying is that you need to get yourself the in stock trades, uh, and I'd say hurry because I'm guessing these are going to start selling out. Because I think something's going on. Playing. Something's going on with this. Yeah, this is a, this is a something. Yeah. A play. It's a play. It's directed <laughs> by Julie. With Bono? Uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. The Walking Dead hey, musical. Don't, don't, hey, Directed don't by joke. Nathan Lane. <laughs> don't joke. You know you know that how Dave Stewart did that zombie comic that he wanted to turn into a musical? Yeah, um, yeah. Not Dave Stewart the colorist, I'm sorry. Dave I Stewart wish. from your rhythmics. Oh, I, I, thought, I, thought you I thought you meant Dave Stewart, the old Oakland A's pitcher from the 80s. <laughs> Jesus. Man. So if your last name is Stuart, the point is name your child Dave. Yeah, exactly. Bad. Lots of good Dave Stewarts out there. Anyway, Okay, Josh. in stock trades is where you can get them. Up to 37% off, free shipping on any orders over $50. Over 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock. I believe this is a discount if you buy all 9,000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't, don't, quote, don't quote him on that. No. New release. Try it. New releases are listed every Wednesday. The, your order will usually <laughs> ship within 48 hours. Go to www.instocktrades.com. Could you imagine somebody ordered all 9,000? Like, just fill out the order form. Yes. He cleared us out. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Uh, uh, so go to Instock Trades and clear them out. On to the email. Our first email comes from Chris from Boston, who says, I'm sure you guys have been over and over the recent announcements by DC and Marvel re- regarding bringing back the $2.99 price point. Both announcements had their fans and naysayers. Marvel's pretty much dominated the market share for as long as I can remember, while DC's held onto that number two slot with a firm grasp. <laughs> And the Dio's firm grasp. My qu- well, you're better than that, Josh. My question is, do you guys think that 2011... No, no, no. <laughs> My question is, do you guys think that 2011 could see a significant change in the market share of the comics industry? Do you think that DC can swoop in and take that number one spot with the promise of cheaper comics? Will Marvel's pending powerhouse movies generate enough interest in new readers to keep them at the top? With the growing popularity of books like The Walking Dead and Chew, could we see a third party move up the ranks and challenge the big two like Image did in the mid-90s? Okay, one at a time. All right. Okay, my, do you think 2011 can see a significant change in market share in the comics industry? No. Go to the panel. No. 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 It's not, it does of course not. Nothing Why? ever changes. Nothing ever changes. Yes. Next do question. Do you can swoop in and take that number one spot with a promise of cheaper comics? No. Absolutely not. No. You know why? Because I took Business 101 in college, and <laughs> you're going to sell things for less, you're not going to make more money. <laughs> well, maybe not money-wise, but I guess they're talking Units. You know, I mean, that's a, that's, a th- that's a thing. I mean, but, you can look at... However, yeah. For example, you can, look at, you can look at units sold or money or revenue generated. If you look at comics in the past year, actually the, the sale of issues is by dollars sold is only down 1% uh, 2010 over 2009. But but that's because they jacked the prices up. And if you look at units sold 2010 and 2009, sales are way down. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, But also, I mean... That's not going. The price is not ever going to be the thing to to take over the market share. No, right. like that's not going to get people to buy those books. The thing that's people gonna get- obviously still. I mean, I know people who who don't who won't buy three ninety nine books, but for the most part, people are like, yeah, okay, I'm still gonna buy. Yep. Most of my if books. they could get if they could get Brian Bendis to write the same amount of books that that Jeff Johns is writing for DC, then they could do it. Wait a minute, I think that wait Bendis. Wait, that you if Bendis me came to DC, oh, I see. And okay. equal Jeff Johns's output, then maybe, yeah, yeah, that would um, be the only. 
Will Marvel's pending that, powerhouse? That's my worst. That is like the anyway. Go on. <laughs> oh, whoa. Anyway, will <laughs> Marvel's pending powerhouse movies generate enough interest in new readers to keep them at the top? No. What are you kidding me? Ten years of huge movies, and they're losing readers like 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 sands through the hourglass. And with the growing popularity of books like The Walking Dead and Chew, could we see a third party move up the ranks and challenge the big two like Image did in the nineties? I don't think you understand how far behind three through <laughs> the rest are. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like... It's These like are Marvel. all very good questions, Chris, but the <laughs> answer is no, 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 and no. This isn't directed to you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that other people have these questions, but, like, literally, like, it's Marvel just under 50%, DC upper 30s, you know, IDW and Image Next with, like, 3%. Yep. You know, like, it's not even it's not even a contest. I mean, everybody, like, IDW made a big deal when they moved ahead of Image um to the three spot for a month or two or whatever but it was like by percentage points it was like you know like and yeah Yeah. and you know and and that's the thing i mean yes image made a in the 90s image made a run marvel happened to be going out of business and (laughs) (laughs) but not to say that image is bad but the problem is is that i just think that i just think that with the movies and with everything with the notable characters and as great as chew in the walking dead is they they can't come you know maybe if they all merged if dark horse image and idw formed you know here's the deal if Chew was being published by Marvel Comics right now, it would probably have been canceled already. No, Chew got rejected yeah. by Vertigo. No, I know that what I'm saying is yeah. the numbers that it sells are fantastic for Image Comics, but they wouldn't cut the mustard Yeah, right. at, at Image. Walking Dead may be a low mid-list book. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's like uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't um, confuse like critical praise and chatter with – Actual it's share. very similar to the music in industry. Fact, very similar. It's to- almost an inverse relationship. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like probably exactly an inverse relationship. So Chew and Walking Dead, amazing. But I mean, that's that's the thing is that Image and IDW and Dark Horse, as great as they are, and they've got great things. And Dark Horse is a little more corporate than the other ones. But like to make them and and in, in, in honor of Evie being here, who's who's you know enjoys the music industry as much as I do, it's very much like indie labels versus major labels. Marvel and DC are corporate major labels, whereas Image and, and IDW are indie labels, and the, the right. rules are different. Yeah. It's Matador versus Sony. Well, Matador and got bought, but, but... I was going to yeah, say, yeah, I'm like, yeah. they're not going to exist. Yeah, merge, merge, merge versus merge, Sony. Yeah, it's like Discord yeah. versus Sony. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and those all have, you know, I mean, Merge sold a number one record this year, but that doesn't mean they're going to take over one of the majors. Yeah, so. not going to take over Warner Brothers or whatever. Yeah, so... Anyway, um, great questions, though. Fantastic. Great. Yes, we yeah. can talk about it. All right. So if you have a question, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Uh, and we got a voicemail this week, and it's actually a very good question. It's an excellent question, actually. <laughs> I thought it was a great question. Hey, guys. This is John from New Mexico. I love the show. And I listened to a question you had about out-of-print trades and trade comics you wish you were collecting to trades, your, your dream omnibuses. And I was thinking that with digital comics, uh, what's stopping Marvel or DC from putting together some kind of print-on-demand store where you can put together your own trade of whatever issues you want? So if you want your Darkhawk trade or I want my uh, DC Comics uh, annual Bloodlines uh, storyline trade, I could do it. You know, I, Why not charge by the page, let the, the buyer decide how much they're willing to pay for different levels of print quality, and, you know, I can have my 750-page omnibus of 40 different comics that I think are great. So, thanks. What stops them was your question from yeah. doing that. Sounds like a wonderful idea. I think, it's a, gr- I think it's a great idea. Sure you do. I think he's on to something. Are, there are literally millions of these pages that are not in a form that oh. makes this possible. And so what you've got to have is them spending a lot of money, probably in India, 
on people scanning these and making them the right digital format for this. You got to set up a way to right. do it. You're yeah. talking about if you're talking about print on demand, actual print on demand. You're talking about gigantic files. Yep. Uh, so there's the Not bandwidth for all, all that, the storage right. for all that. People think that this stuff's all just sitting around and all they got to do is flick a switch and it's up on a website and it, like literally, you know, it's, it's a very good point. Okay, I, I concede you that good point. Power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's also, why. I just think there would be too much resistance to the. I mean. You know, it, Diamond would obviously have nothing to do with it. So, well, I, I mean, the thing is, I think it's the, I think it's the, well, who cares about Diamond? I mean, the companies, I mean, the companies. No, I mean, I don't, but some, you know, no, I, I think but there's DC, an DC, like a retail infrastructure that, no, you know. But, uh, well, the retailers would flip out, but I think that, I think, uh, I mean, DC is the only publisher that's, that's shown any allegiance to Diamond. Um, but I think ultimately, like if Marvel had a, if Marvel had the files available, they would totally do print on demand if they could, if they had, if it, if it made them money. That's all Marvel cares about. Um, the retailers will flip the fuck out though, and so it's to well, the yeah, po- it's to the point now where like definitely. so so for like if you take a look at Walking Dead for example, we're saying how Walking Dead very quietly went day and date with digital, which is a huge deal. But th- what we didn't realize is that they had to then uh, um, allow the retailers to allow their issues of issue seventy seven, the first one, to be returnable. Which could have, you know, could have been a very bad move for them because that that means there were, you know, people returning merchandise for them and they're not making that money. Luckily, only very few returned them, and it, it seems to have worked out. But like, there's a lot of mollycoddling of the of the retailers that goes on in the industry, and I think that's the biggest obstacle to print yeah, after because, second after Josh's thing. Yeah. Because fairly, I mean, they are the only source of revenue. Yep, exactly for the most right. part. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's the bookstores; those don't those don't go the same way, but yeah. You know, that's not everybody. That's not all so, of it. But I mean, that's I a could, massive undertaking. I could see like some kind of limited enterprise like that, but y- you know, with not as much, nearly as much choice as you might like. But yeah, no, it would be a lot more things like things available. It would be a lot more like the Marvel Online thing that they have. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like yep. Some stuff. Yep. Um, right. Some stuff. <laughs> honestly, having having it printed like that—that's I would I'm, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. But like some of you would. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, so great question though. If you've got more good questions, call us at uh, our voicemail line at one eight eight fanboys. It's one eight eight three two six two six nine seven. Thanks for everybody who calls and writes in. And uh, let's bring this one home. All right, let's end it up here. You want to help by fanboy because you like it? Well, that would be awesome. We would thank you for that. If you listen to this show and all the other stuff, you might think that this is uh, this is something good. I'd like to get behind this, and there's lots of ways to do that. Make sure you click the banners on ifanboy.com. Support the people who support us. Go to the, some of the sponsors we talked about in this show. If you go to uh, holidays are coming up, ifanboy.com slash Amazon. You click on the little Powered by Amazon. It's going to take you to Amazon.com proper, and anything you buy there will sort of get credited to our account. So that's a little, little bit of cash that gets thrown our way. In fact, if you just bookmark that when you get to Amazon, and then you don't have to worry about it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we still got some Fear Agent shirts drawn by the genius Jerome Pena. Uh, it's the only Fear Agent shirt still, and that book is ending soon. I'm very sad about that. Yes. Uh, or you can be a member. Members uh, are the people who who keep things running around here for four dollars a month or forty two dollars a year. You can be a member at the lower level, and you get a t shirt or not a t shirt. You get some stickers and a button and some and a, and a comic book, which is the great part. Uh, or for ten dollars a month or hundred dollars a year, you get that plus a t shirt. Um, and if you're in that, you get to be uh, you get to be part of a part of the group of iFanboy. You're the people we do love the most. There it is. I said it. We yeah. say we don't love, but <laughs> we have favorites. No, we, so we do. Yeah, yeah. we do. Uh, because if you're a member, that means you're making this possible, and we really thank you for that. That's the one reason to do it. But the other one is that we're giving away stuff all the time. I don't know if you've noticed, but since August now, we have been giving away stuff every week. Crazy stuff. stuff. Cool stuff. And this week is no different. This week, 
Connor's mystery long box. Now, uh, I don't know if this is as much as a prize as a burden. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that I've seen it. There are I can at least confirm that there are comic books inside. Okay, it's because yes. because honestly, Connor's mystery long box is not. What's something in the I box? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. No, it's not that. It's not Grand Theft <laughs> head. Luckily. And also, by the way, everyone, that was the worst Brad Pitt impersonation of all time. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, well, uh, yes. not what my mom says. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Connor has this box, and he's bagged and bored everything uh, thoughtfully since then, and there are just a lot of his old comics. There's some wacky shit in there. I wouldn't want this, but <laughs> there are a lot of people who would. But I don't, I don't like fun, as I've heard. Yeah, and no, the winner like is Alan Robertson. Alan Robertson, you will be receiving a ridiculous package. <laughs> a very heavy, ridiculous package full of uh, stuff from... I don't know. What kind, does Connor realize he had to ship it? Oh, man. So. No, he does. He yeah. does. So congratulations to Alan with Connor's Mystery Longbox. That's fantastic. Um, so And at iFanboy.com, um, as Josh mentioned, we've got tons of great stuff, including other podcasts. Um, we've got uh, iFanboy Don't Miss, which comes out every Monday where we talk to a creator about a book that's coming out. And uh, our friend Chris Neesman talked to Jill Thompson, Eisner Award-winning Jill Thompson. Uh, she won an Eisner, right? I don't know. We've never heard her on before. <laughs> we can, I hope so. No, she's not going to complain. If I you. think she did. But um, uh, she did. She, yeah, she was going to be talking about Beast of Burden Hellboy, um, which is a one shot that's come from Dark Horse, Ooh. which is, yeah, which is her great series Ooh. with Evan Dork and, and the crossing over I with Hellboy. Yeah, pretty good. So definitely, definitely one that people should check out. So you want to check that out. Um, and we've got some exciting, fun Halloween theme news for you. First off, we uh, put out a call to everybody to send us your Halloween costume picks. Um, you want to email e- email them to Connor at connorifanboy.com, and the subject line has to be costume, the one word. Your deadline is November 3rd at 11 p.m. Eastern Time to send your pictures of you in your Halloween costumes. And, um, and if, if we know Connor, if you send 1101, he's not going to count it. Exactly, exactly. And if the subject line isn't exactly costume, lowercase. <laughs> yeah. But um, also a, a bit of warning, if you send nudity pictures we're not going to post them but we're going to look at them so there you we go we are um so so show us your halloween costumes they don't have to be comics related they could be geek whatever whatever you dressed up as you want to see them <laughs> to be comics related they can just be general geeky related <laughs> you could be jr ewing from dallas that's cool we'll post it so um you'd win yeah you would win there's, there's so nothing to win <laughs> so send them to connor um and also a special announcement for those of you and i apologize to those of you not in san francisco but if you are an ifanboy fan or member or whatever in the san francisco area if you have plans uh, sunday night for halloween Halloween, you're going to want to come to Isotope Comics where I, I, I will be there. I'll be co-hosting with our friend James at, uh, at James and Kirsten over at Isotope. We're going to be uh, having a Halloween party starting at 8 o'clock where we're going to be screening the first episode of The Walking Dead. Um, so, you're, you know, it's the first The Walking Dead t- adaptation of the comic book. First episode's on AMC at 10 o'clock that night. We're going to be showing it uh, there at Isotope. So watch it with all the other Walking Dead fans, the comic book fans, and I'm sure people are going to be in costume. And then afterwards, there's going to be a kick-ass party a couple blocks down at the rickshaw stop um, with some great bands playing. It's the it's the annual Isotope uh, Halloween bash. So if you're in San Francisco area, you definitely don't want to miss it. It's a Sunday night. Who cares about school? Come party for Halloween. Watch The Walking Dead. Go have a good time. So, uh, yeah. So go to, you can go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post about that on the homepage. You can check it all out there. And I hope to see you there. Heard about when this you said, Walking when Dead you said ki- 
Yeah. When you said kick-ass party, I was like, it's going to be nothing but hit girls. <laughs> I didn't realize that. that sexy hit girls. Sexy hit girls. Oh. But, um... I think I saw a sexy hit girl at New York Comic Con. Oh, oh, Jesus. Anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a sexy hit girl costume. All the sexy costumes that are coming out. There's some weird ones. There's, anyway. This is, let's, let's, speaking of cliches. Nonetheless. Uh, so, you can find out all the information about the party and about the Halloween costume contest um, all at ifanboy.com. And that's where you can also read Josh's Pick of the Week review and all of our in-depth uh, articles and posts throughout the week. Everybody that writes for iFanboy is fantastic. And I urge you to read them all. They amaze me. They've shamed me out of writing. That's what's happened. Because um, yeah, they're great. so because they're so good, uh, including you, Josh. Um, although I although I don't agree with your panic, but that's just me. <laughs> so go to ifanboy.com slash about where you can see all of our social network links. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ifanboy. And the video show has returned, if you haven't realized. Um, as of now, you should be able to download it uh, via the iTunes feed. So you can go to iTunes, search for ifanboy. You can subscribe there. We're working on getting it. It should be on Roku by the time this comes out. I'll, I'll be able to verify that uh, probably on Monday next week. TiVo is coming. So every play, it's on YouTube. So everywhere you want to watch uh, ifanboy, it's there. Last week was part two of the New York Comic Con. This week is part three. It's promises to be fantastic right josh it's uh it's the last the last bit is <laughs> is good it's something something special excellent I'll, I'll give you that i watched it again just to make sure that it happened is that the sun the one that happened on sunday yeah yeah okay yeah, good good that, good, good. That i know i know what you're talking about so it's good so definitely tune in don't miss that go to ifanboy.com and every wednesday you get, get catch out the video the video show uh if you like to hear in your email read you could write us in at contact at ifanboy.com or you could write us some big long comment that you didn't want to put on the site, and we'll go thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just post it on the site is what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, or you can leave a voicemail at eight 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 fanboys, which is three two six two six nine seven, with any comments, questions, concern, topics. Uh, keep in mind if you want us to read it on the air, say your name, where you're from, don't go on forever, and uh, know what you're going to say. Uh, if you should you take your like- one comment and leave it all three places: yeah. email, site, that's, voicemail. That's that's going to be a waste of time. Uh, if you like us, you can write a review in iTunes for this show or the video show or the Don't Miss show or all that stuff. Uh, that's how people get to know about it. And and honestly, the bigger and more impressive that number is, the more we can lord it over other people. Exactly. Uh, better yet, uh, really, uh, you can just tell people about it who you think might be interested in the show. Send them links over the email on the yeah. Twitter. Uh, tell people about it at the shop, things like that. Uh, that would help us out. Uh, you would also want to do that about Evie's show. Evie, tell them about your show. Um, well, my show is awesome to buy comics. That is with a D. Um, I mean, not the beginning of the word, but you know what I'm saying? It's a verb. Uh, it is a weekly podcast that I do with my husband, Aaron, and it's, uh, in a pseudo awards show fashion. We have different categories, panel of the week, hero of the week, villain of the week, crap of the week, book of the week, that kind of thing. Um, as well as, uh, sometimes we'll do little, uh, little, I don't want to say skits because it's, that it doesn't <laughs> bits. really do it. You do bits. But, Scenarios? Bits. Yeah. Bits. Um, tableaus. I don't know. But uh, yeah, check it out. Um, we love to have new listeners and uh, we're pretty honest. And, um, and honestly, uh, the, the, na- the name is accurate. You guys are very awesome. It's an awesome show. So I strongly recommend people. Well, it's, it's that we're, it, yeah. it's, it's not that we're awesome. It's that we are awesome to buy comics. Nice. They, have, they, yeah. have, they are the victims of awesome. <laughs> and, and in it's case you're happened. wondering, the, the title comes from uh, a line in Runaways th- during the Joss Whedon's run where Molly Hayes is getting ignored after doing something awesome. And she says, why aren't you awesome to buy me? <laughs> so that's where the title comes from. Yeah. Wait, people finish that story? 
You know, I, I just I couldn't not hold out. I've read every issue of Runaways. I think because, I did too. Well, because, up until the end of it. Because um, even though there were, you know, there were there were definitely some some down some down periods there. Um, yeah, there was some down. It, it kind of ended with a whimper. Like the first comic that I got like super into. So yeah. you know, it was good when Brian K. Vaughn wrote it. Yes. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing is that when Brian K. Vaughn wrote it, it was awesome. And I kept like having, you know, I love the characters and I'm like, I'm going to read this forever, even though, you know, whatever. that'll yeah. happen in comics. Yeah, uh, let's let's uh, let's kill this one. Yeah, Stevie, thank you for stepping in. We appreciate hey, it on the short notice. For having me. Connor left us in the lurch and you stepped right in there and you know, in, in a very Tom Cater's fashion. We appreciate it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how I try to live my life on a day to day. Don't we all? In a very Tom Cater's fashion. Don't we all? So Excellent. So until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Evie. I'm Josh, and I probably should have put Evie last on the script. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't looking. I wasn't it's okay. Looking at- I, I saw it coming a mile away. I, was like, <laughs> I saw it when I wrote it, and I was like, but I, but I, I'm supposed to be last. Yeah.